All right, good evening, everyone. Um, we're thankful that we were able to make a stop through South Florida as we're on our way back to New Jersey uh, for six weeks, and we're thankful for the time this morning that we had together. Uh, I hope you were encouraged as I was as we went through the Word, uh, and oftentimes I find that uh, whenever I am preaching, most of the time, say 99% of the time, I'm preaching to myself and find it uh, challenging and convicting. So I hope that was true for each one who was there, here this morning uh, as well. So I'm going to start off, I'm just going to show about a four-minute video. Uh, it'll give you just an idea of uh, what the location is like, as, where we are in Maypen, uh, as it's a little different than Trelawney. And then just kind of go through some of the things that the Lord has us doing in there. So we'll show the video, and I'll go through a little presentation. The video has sound, too. not worthy to see your face. I try hard, but I make mistakes. You're still by my side every step that I take. Through every heartache, I you get the praise. I you I'm a guide, I'm a shield always. Every time me I gaze and I play hard days, you still show mercy and keep me safe. Lord, life and take precedence. Be the captain, the pilot, the teacher. Be the head and the boss and the leader. Be my guide, my shepherd and my keeper. Beginning and the end, you are the Alpha Omega. Lord, I pray, I honor your name. Deliver your mercy whenever I Glory to me. 
So hopefully that just gives you a little insight as to uh, what it's like there in Jamaica, in Maypen. Uh, driving through Maypen is a completely different story than when we were in Trelawney. Uh, so I don't know if you remember, we were in Trelawney for two years, now we're in Maypen. Maypen's more of a city type, and uh, Melinda has done very well driving through Maypen. Uh, even myself uh, can be a little scared at times. Uh, but Melinda has tackled it. I remember when we first, we were staying at the school and we were looking for a place to live. And our friends from Trelawney came to visit us. And we brought them into Maypen. And the first thing he said, he looked at me and he said, you can't live here. I said, what do you mean? He said, no, man, is it, you can't live here. You know? And so uh, it's, it has that that vibe, but, but we've tackled it uh, pretty well. So uh, is this on? There it goes. Am I in the way? No? You can see? All right. Uh, so, as you saw in the video, we've... You can't see it? All right. Too small. Uh, so, as we said, we've moved to Maypen from Trelawney, uh, and we're working with Midland Bible Institute. Uh, Midland Bible Institute is a school that was established uh, by the... Christian Brethren Assemblies in Jamaica. Uh, it was the spiritual vision of Mr. Emil Turner, and uh, he had this vision to have uh, each level of holistic training, teaching, caring. Uh, so he had the vision of starting a primary school, uh, which is still, um, you know, so elementary school, which is still... Uh, functioning. Uh, it's called Midland Prep, and it's there. And then he had the vision of uh, a high school, and then a, a college, and then an also a retirement. So, you know, an elderly place that would, uh, I think, uh, we would call it more of an infirmary, but, uh, you know, uh, where old people will come after they gain a certain age. And so he saw that vision, but now only the, the college and the prep school are functioning. 
and uh, he had this vision, and classes started uh, along with Mr. Frank Fenton. He was an English missionary, and classes started in uh, 1971 there at the school where it was just basic certificate uh, program. But this is our mission statement. It says to provide students with a holistic education in a Christian environment that foster biblical integration, academic excellence, shared responsibility, personal and professional growth for service to one another and the world. And our vision statement is to train the whole person to reach uh, the whole world. So this is kind of our vision uh, at the school. Uh, we offer two degrees, which are accredited by the University Council of Jamaica, and that's a Bachelor of Arts in Theology and a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. Now, the accreditation with the UCJ uh, is kind of very similar to how schools would be accredited in the state, so it's actually recognized uh, at an international level. So uh, Midland Bible Institute, Institute had a good amount of students before they were accredited actually come over into the states, and they would complete... Uh, their bachelor's degree at Carver, uh, Carver Institute in, I want to say South Carolina. Uh, and so they would be able to get their bachelor degrees that way. But now, again, we are accredited, and so we offer actual Bachelor uh, of Arts, and it's recognized at an international level. The, we offer a certificate program. Uh, so the way it works, in order to get into the bachelor-level programs, they have to have what we would call a 5CXE subject. So when you come to the high school level, you don't just graduate with a diploma as you would, or as I did in the States, but you would have to take exams. And then you take exams based on subjects. And then you get either uh, a number in that, which would be a pass or fail. And so the students coming in need at least five subjects. But if they, if they don't have five subjects, we do offer a certificate program uh, where it's uh, a little bit... Uh, more at uh, a lower level, and so we have some students in the certificate program uh, as well. We have 20 students enrolled on campus. We have uh, 11 students enrolled on uh, an extension site. We have six paid admin and nine part-time lecturers. Uh, I often get the question, are you paid? And we are not paid uh, by the school. Actually, when we first got to Midland, in August, I learned that the staff was maybe uh, a number of years uh, in back payment. So they weren't paying the staff as they should. So the last thing they needed was somebody else to come along uh, that they would uh, have to pay. But this year was the first year that we were able to pay our staff every month. And that was one thing that was very convicting for me, that if these people are going to be paid workers and we want to hold them accountable, well, we have to pay them for the work that they're doing. And uh, so we committed to that, and that happened, which we're thankful for. And we're, we're in less debt than we were. We owed money to the government for taxes, but we're no longer uh, um, owed that money now, so that was a positive as well. And we're moving in the right direction. Uh, the average cost of tuition per year is 3100 U.S. dollars uh, if you're off campus, and it's 4,300 U.S. dollars if you're on campus per year. Uh, so it's rather 
inexpensive. Uh, last time when we got our accreditation uh, four years ago, well, technically two and a half, but they said that we should raise our tuition. But the reality is among the brethren in Jamaica and the clientele, we recognize that they struggle with even paying this, uh, the, the price that we have now. So we've decided to keep it and we're praying through and the Lord has provided. But even the tuition from the students, uh, it really doesn't cover all of, the, all of the expenses. So we do rely on donations to the school, which is typical of every institution uh, that's not a state institution. I mean, I went to Liberty University and they, in my opinion, they have like the most money in the world. But every uh, every other week I get an email from them saying, as an alumni, please give and donate uh, to the school. So uh, it's typical that private institutions will run that way. So we do, uh, and there are people who give to us and we do um, live off of that uh, as well. So my personal responsibilities as far as being at Midland is one, uh, teaching, lecturing. So the classes that I taught this last year were spiritual formation, New Testament survey, homiletics, introduction to missions, Greek 1, 2, and 3, and biblical eldership. Biblical eldership was a certificate course uh, that I taught. So working through these, we have I probably have an average between... Uh, I mean, my lowest, my lowest class was two students and my, my highest number of students in one class was, uh, eight. So it does, it does vary when you have 20 students. Um, you know, and then again, since they're not paying me, right, I'm, I'm the opportunity to say, okay, take the one student that needs this course. And, uh, I, I would do that, uh, as well. Coming into the fall, uh, I have to, teach uh, historical theology coming up, and then I'll teach uh, Greek uh, as well, and uh, Old Testament survey this time around. So uh, spending time uh, preparing for that as well. Uh, I also was involved in redoing some of the syllabus for the different courses. Uh, so as we go for a reaccreditation, uh, we're looking at the outlines of the courses, and I'm involved in that as well. But that's one responsibility the other responsibility is uh, Dean of Students is my title, but uh, the way I kind of really look at it is that I'm just pastoring and shepherding the students who are there. Uh, I am the only male in the, in the admin, okay? So, uh, you know, that can be difficult, especially because when it comes to our population of male versus female, we have 15 male students and five female, so... Uh, to be able to come in and really come alongside the men and basically shepherd them, pastor them, spend time with them. And Melinda is actually really involved in that role as well. So we would uh, bring them into our home. We'd have them over uh, for meals. Uh, we would take them out on different fellowships. So here we went paintballing, which none of them have ever done before. And uh, they had fun shooting at me. I'll tell you that the... Uh, does this have a pointer? Yes, it does. Uh, the one girl here in the middle, uh, she shot me like five times in my back when after the bell rang, and she's like, that's for all the work you gave me to do, you know? And so, uh, you know, they had fun with that. And it, it was cool to see us build a team, you know, and it's uh, uh, getting everybody together. And we would have, uh, you saw in the video what, what we called First Saturday 
uh, fellowship. So the first Saturday of each month, we go on to campus in the common ground and we invite, we invite off campus students, lecturers, uh, everybody. We invite them. They come. We feed them. All right. We, uh, again, don't charge for any of that stuff. And so some of them will just come so they can eat. And then we play different games. We played spoons and things like that. And, uh, towards the end, I would, uh, show all of them some of my jujitsu moves. All right. And, uh, uh, that was fun, uh, as well. Uh, we would go, we would bring some of them to church with us. So if I was, uh, speaking somewhere, I would invite them and say, okay. And then the students would get involved in the meeting, uh, as well. And so that was a, a great opportunity. Uh, some of the things we do as an institute, we go on local mission trips. So here we were at Guy's Hill and we spent, uh, the weekend, uh, in Guy's Hill, which was a great weekend. Uh, it was a little nerve wracking leaving. Uh, that was the same weekend where Annabelle got dengue and, uh, we weren't sure if it was dengue, but that's what it was kind of looking, looking like. And then, uh, when I was getting ready to leave, we saw the rash and we said, yeah, it's, it's dengue and then the blood test fern, but there's not really anything you can do, right? And so you just see your child at, you know, having 104 fever and, you know, just trying to keep them at body temperature. So Melinda was uh, by herself at that point. And uh, I took Asher with me and he did well there in Guys Hill. He was freezing. Guys Hill's up in the mountains. And uh, it's, it's the one place where you can stand and you're in three different parishes, which is like three different states. Uh, and so we were in St. Mary, St. Anne, and St. Catherine all at the same time, which was pretty cool. And so we got to minister. We uh, went, you know, we walked around. And this is, it's encouraging to just kind of step back and allow the students because now, you know, you're forcing them out of their comfort zone. And so oftentimes I realized at first I would always be the one saying and talking to people. Um, but especially because the the Jamaicans are so used to me coming up and talking with them that they'll kind of just yes me to death. And so I've learned that uh, I have to kind of step back and allow the students and uh, it's encouraging to see them actually pray with the people. And this man was interesting. He, he was kind of funny because uh, one thing I love about the Jamaican culture is they're kind of just, they're just kind of real with you, right? Like this gentleman looked and he said, can never be a Christian. And he said, why not? He said, you know, I just love the ladies too much. And I'm like, man, you're like, you know, you have to be in your 70s, right? And he said, oh, I'm actually in my 80s, you know, and I'm just kind of laughing. I'm like, so you don't want to be a Christian. You're on your, you, you know, you don't have too much longer to go. And it's because you love the ladies. He's like, I can't help but look, you know, and so I love him. And uh, but we talked to him, we prayed with him. And then uh, we saw him going into the local bar. Uh, but again, these are kind of the things that okay, let's just, we're there, we need to share the gospel with them, and that's kind of what we did. We do visitation. Uh, so this actually is the mother um, in the bed, is the mother of one of the persons in the admin. She since passed away. But I, I love the heart of the students because Melinda and I were saying to ourselves, we're going to go, we just moved there, so we said we're going to go meet her mom and we're going to spend time. And then one of the students came up and he said, hey, instead of having chapel today, let's go visit and spend time with uh, Miss Palmer and her mother as, uh, you know, she's dealing with this. And uh, she, you know, it, it was an encouraging time. And again, it's encouraging to see the students have that heart 
uh, and that desire. And that's where they're teaching me as well, even though I'm the lecturer that, that, that's there. So we do do uh, visitation, and then we do go to, uh, like, this is an infirmary where there's older people. Basically, they get dumped off by the families, and so we get to spend some time with them, and we just hang out. We'll talk. We'll do a devotion with them. We'll pray with them, and we'll spend time with them uh, as well. We do school devotions, uh, and uh, so this is another video. I don't know if it has audio or not, but... So we would go into uh, a couple of different schools and we do the devotions and the students lead uh, the devotions. It's, it's kind of, it was kind of a weird transition for me because when I was in Trelawney, these are all the things that I would be doing. And now here I am encouraging the students and kind of giving them the responsibility. And they were so quick at times to say, okay, Mike, you, you're the one who's going to speak or you're the one. And I'm like, no, you have to be doing this. And so um, it's encouraging to see them in action. We have a football ministry that, or soccer ministry that the students do. So every Saturday morning and every Sunday night, uh, we don't have church, uh, Sunday night, uh, in Maypen. And I'm told that because the persons that make up the church are a little bit older and then, uh, the street that the church is on is kind of a, uh, high traffic area for prostitutes. So they said not too many persons were coming out, so they don't have it. But we do get a football ministry on Saturday mornings and Sunday night uh, where we'll go, we'll play soccer, and then the students uh, will share, a, you know, a devotion with them. And before we even play, we all grab hands. Uh, before we even play, we all grab hands and we pray. And, uh, you know, just to show them uh, that love. So uh, Melinda was here. Uh, we first got there. We saw them, and Melinda said which this is why I love her heart, but she said, okay, I'm going to make soup for everybody and uh, show them other than just saying, hey, believe in Jesus, but actually saying, okay, here goes uh, some food uh, as well. Uh, then they had a tournament on a weekend and they got a couple teams together and uh, a lot more people come out and uh, it's encouraging to see. We don't know the exact fruit of the football ministry, uh, but, uh, you know, we see the guys and I'm able to see some of them are taxi drivers and things of that. And they recognize me and, you know, it's just, it's a good way to build, uh, relationships and you just continue to pour the love of Christ, uh, into their hearts. Uh, so that's the work from Midland Bible Institute that we're involved in. Uh, I, I remember I called one of my, one of my good friends and was kind of, complaining to him a little bit about um, the local church we're involved in, in the sense of that, oh, this isn't, see, exactly what happened is what I did not want to happen, which was I didn't want a local church to become dependent on Melinda and myself. And so we found ourselves in a church and uh, they kind of became dependent. And as I'm talking to my friend, he's like, he's like, he just asked me, he's like, why not? And I said, well, you know, Midland Bible Institute is really takes up a good amount of my time, like, and uh, it's the main reason uh, why we're back in Jamaica. 
And he just, he kind of laughed and he said, welcome to having a full-time job and trying to be involved in the church. And, uh, you know, so it kind of, it kind of opened up my eyes in the sense of, you know, maybe I shouldn't leave this church. You know, maybe the Lord wants us there and he wants to use us and we can invest uh, time. Now, again, Midland Bible Institute isn't a 40 hour week, work week, because it just goes beyond that because we consider it ministry. But at the same time, we need to be involved in the local church that's there. So, uh, part of the aspect, uh, that we do in building up the assemblies is I do go around and speak, but I limit myself to once a month. And so we are kind of closer on, um, the Kingston side. So we're about 30 or 40 minutes from Kingston. So again, that offer, that opens up more opportunities. And so we do go and travel around, but we limit it to once a month. And, uh, uh, that has been encouraging to see some of the assemblies when you're in this area that they are kind of growing they're thriving they're not they're not dead so to speak our whole mindset of Jamaica was that hey there's no thriving brethren churches here but when you go into town and into Kingston uh you begin to see uh a number of churches that are thriving and that are growing and then uh when it comes to the local church Melinda is involved in Sunday school and so uh it was kind of thrown onto her lap because uh, the way our our schedule goes is we have um, Sunday morning, Lord's Supper. Then we have, they had adult Bible class, no Sunday school, uh, even though they would announce the Sunday school every morning. That's, that's kind of typical, but there was no Sunday school. But uh, And then they would have the family Bible uh, hour. And so uh, Melinda, during the adult Bible class, because then again, they kind of took advantage of the fact that I was there, which is, there's nothing wrong with it. And they said, oh, can you teach it? And Melinda said, go ahead. So I would uh, begin to teach at the adult Sunday school class. And uh, she took out the children, Annabelle Asher, and she just started meeting with them outside. And one of the elders after Sunday school said, we just have to praise the Lord this morning. We have to praise the Lord because Sunday school has started again. And Melinda's like, it did? Like, the kids missed it? And he's like, yes, our dear sister and her three children, they started Sunday school, and we're so excited to see how the Lord uses it. And that kind of, again, was like, hey, you're staying you're staying here. And we felt like the Lord was using that to direct us. And then um, you see four children here. And then the typical number is about nine. Uh, so the consistent group was nine children. And uh, that that was good. And then, uh, we, worship. All right, there we go. Uh, we had a, a group of children. There was about 20 of them all interrelated somehow, but they came in. And so one Sunday we had 29 and, Melinda was going kind of crazy, and uh, then uh, they came back the following week, and we thought that they were going to continue. We haven't seen them since, but they were a rowdy group. They were a little bit hard uh, to handle, but uh, we gave thanks for them. And then this was actually used by the Lord in a way that the elders said, okay, we have to do more. I mean, they were meeting in a building where uh, there was no no electricity or anything like this, and now that it's in the hot season, it was getting hot and all of that. And they said, okay, maybe we should fix something up. 
and that was encouraging to see. And now some of the other members are of the church are saying, okay, we need to step in now and we need to help out uh, as well, which has been encouraging. Um, but something that we continue to pray about because, uh, I, I mean, teaching Sunday school is difficult in and of itself. But when you're with your three children all week and then they're half of your Sunday school class, right, which is what Melinda struggles with, because uh, Annabelle, that, that's my mom. So, you know, and uh, Asher, sometimes they can be going at it. And, uh, you know, so it could be a struggle. But others are kind of stepping up and getting involved. So we're thankful for that. So we have Sunday school. And then, as I said, I'm teaching the adult class. And uh, I'll preach at this church at least once a month, uh, most of the time on the third Sundays. So... Uh, I preach at least twice a month with all of the schools, and then Melinda does the Sunday school. And uh, so we're involved from the local church from that perspective. And then we do we did an open-air meeting with them as well. We do have open-air meetings uh, from time, time to time as well. So these are just some things that uh, you can pray, pray for us. Uh, we pray that our family would live out our mission statement and values. It's one of the best things that we ever did as a family was we now have a mission statement, right? Why we exist, what we're trying to do, why we're in Jamaica, because you get a lot of those questions from your children. Annabelle's at the age now where, why are we in America? Our families are, why are we in Jamaica? Our family's in America. So, um, but when we remind her of our mission statement, which is uh, to make disciples by walking in step with the spirit so that we will not gratify the desires of our flesh in, in order for God to be glorified through our family, and then we have our values that build that up, right? And we say, okay, be content with what you have. That's one of our values, right? So you shouldn't be begging. You shouldn't be crying that you don't have something. And so whenever they're doing something wrong, we drive them back to our values and our mission statement. And that has helped uh, a lot with giving our family purpose and why we're in Jamaica. Um, you can pray for wisdom in dealing with safety concerns. Uh, Maypen is what... We would say in Jamaica is hot right now, all right? So uh, there's a lot of gun violence. There's a lot of crime. Uh, and it used to be if you just avoid certain areas, if you just don't go out at certain times. But, you know, I, I shared the story on Wednesday that one Sunday morning we're walking into the church and we just heard rapid gunfire. And we're just like, what in the world is it like? I didn't know what was happening, right? And, uh, you know, finally somebody came running up the road and was like, the cops are fighting with, with gunmen, gunmen are down the road. And so, you know, I got the kids back in the car. We, I, I wasn't sure if I should leave or what I should do, so I just took off. I went back to our house. We prayed. We gave God thanks. And then we actually went, went back to church, and uh, we found out it was just somebody trying to rob a supermarket, and they had high-powered weapons, and they they didn't want to kill anybody. It was kind of obvious because... They could have killed, right? They could have killed the, the police officers if they wanted to. They ended up shooting them, but in the leg and other spots. But um, So we just pray like we wanted, we, we need wisdom in dealing. What should we do? How should we act? And we, we don't live in fear, but at the same time, we don't want to just say, hey, nothing will ever happen to me uh, as well. We ask for prayer for wisdom and encouragement as Melinda homeschools Annabelle. This is not something as we were having children that we said we would do, we kind of thought of the opposite um, and think that we would be sending our children to school. But uh, Annabelle is very good at 
uh, adapting to our environment. Um, and so we realized that uh, it was having a negative impact on her. So we said, okay, let's bring her home. And uh, Melinda was homeschooling her. And it was rough at times because, again, she went from in school, listening, doing what the teacher says. No, well, I'm homeschooled now. I don't have to do anything, right? And so uh, we needed wisdom for that and encouragement. Melinda pressed on. She did it. And I was impressed. Uh, but she seems to never let me down anyway. So uh, I don't know why I was impressed. But she did well. And she needs to be encouraged. Uh, actually, um, my alma mater, Liberty, Liberty, has an online curriculum. And they give big discounts to us. And I looked at it, and it's kind of as if she would be on a school, so they handle all the transcript side of things. And in Jamaica, they're very strict on homeschooling. You need to fill out a block schedule. Like, I don't know what it's like in Florida, um, but this was just an easier route. And so that's kind of what we're going to do until we know the long-term aspect of being in Jamaica or not. Pray for provision for application fees for reaccreditation. Uh, it's $10,500 U.S. Uh, so like I said, for a school that has no money, that's a lot of money. And so we're praying uh, that the Lord would provide. And uh, again, there's a lot of persons who, who care about the school, who have a connection to the school. Uh, if you're interested, Midland Bible Institute's on Facebook, Instagram, and then we send out uh, a quarterly newsletter as far as an update on the students and enrollment, things like that. And um, so you can pray for that. Uh, Pray for growth among the local believers at Shiloh Gospel Hall in Maypen, which is where we're at. Um, One of the elders there, he's 91, I think. And uh, he just stopped preaching when I came. And he basically said, okay, I don't have to preach anymore. I'm so thankful. Uh, There you go. And he kind of wants to remove himself, but there's really nobody else to kind of uh, step in. So we're, you know, we're praying for that. And then there's a couple of young men in the assembly that I've been meeting with and talking with and kind of training and teaching them uh, as well. And then you can just pray for traveling mercies over the next two months. Uh, we leave tomorrow morning at 530. We're going to New Jersey. And then from there, we're going to North Carolina, to Georgia, uh, back up to New Jersey, to um, Connecticut, to Rhode Island, and uh, that's that's why they call it a furlough, right? So you can drive all over the place, uh, and so you can pray for traveling mercies as well. I think that's it. I don't know if there's any questions. Sometimes I don't explain things as clearly as I should, um, but I don't know if there's any any questions. I can always count on you, Malcolm. Go ahead. You you said you're driving around in the summer. Do you have transportation? Yes. So uh, somebody from our home assembly has two vehicles, and she offered her vehicle, which we're thankful for. And she was even okay with the long distance. I thought we might have to rent a car for long, but she said it was okay. And uh, that's one of the positives of just seeing the Lord provide through through others, because we weren't sure how it was going to happen, but yeah, so we do have a a vehicle. Any other questions? Yes, Bob. Any night meetings? Any night meetings? No, so we don't. I, I, I said we don't. We don't do night meetings um, at the one assembly that we're involved in because 
Uh, it's kind of a safety concern for the older folks. And again, because everybody takes taxis and so forth, and then there, there's a high traffic of prostitutes on that road where the church is. So they say not too many people come out. And we actually do our prayer meeting Wednesday mornings. So we don't, we, uh, we don't have, uh, we don't have any, any meeting. They, we do do a youth meeting on Friday nights at, at 6.30 um, to 8. And uh, I, I haven't seen anything that would cause me. But I think the older folks just have that mentality where they're like, man, we missed the days where we could just walk up and down the road and nothing would happen. We'd walk all the way from here and we'd stay here till 10 o'clock at night and nothing would happen to us. They, they missed that. So their mentality is like, I'm not going out in that crazy world, you know, and uh, where I think we, I kind of grew up in it, so I'm just used to it, like, you know, but yeah. So yeah, we have, um, I should have put it up here too, another prayer request could be that uh, we visited the different schools in the area, and we had uh, 40 uh, applications that were sent out, right? So these 40 applications are potential uh, students who can come in. Now, I, I'm, it's probably obvious that not all 40 will come, but I'm kind of praying that even just 20% of that, which would be eight persons, would, would come, and that would, you know, help the school financially uh, as well. My, my heart is, uh, believe it or not, though, as, as I even pray for that, um, I kind of pray like, Lord, and they, they get a little frustrated with me, Sometimes because they're, they think I need to pray that the Lord just brings more people. But my mindset is, Lord, Lord, cause us to steward this ministry in such a way that more people, you will bring more people here, right? So I'm entrusting myself to the Lord's work to the point where, okay, what do you want to entrust to me, Lord? And allow me to be faithful enough that you will bring more into the school. And that's kind of the direction in which we're heading. Okay, so that, that's in connection with the school. And so what we have is we have a missions committee in the school. And now these are all local trips. And so because I'm the dean of students, I work alongside a student who's the president of the committee. And so me and him plan and work through the trips uh, together. And so we do one per term. Uh, and I mean, last term we did two because sometimes the churches will just say, hey, we need help. And we'll go out and we'll help as well. So, yeah, I'm, I do it along with a student. So that, that's a positive in this position as well. Whereas in Trelawney, everything was me and Melinda, whereas Melinda has a lot more responsibility with the local church and with the children. And, uh, you know, I'm there at the school. All right. Anything else? I hope I was clear enough and i hope you enjoyed the video we thank you for your prayers uh for your support it's encouraging to us and uh you know we as i told malcolm you know we love it so much here that we build in a trip to say okay we at least have to pass through whether it's uh, as we leave jamaica or as we're we're going back i wish it could be longer um but we're excited to get back to new jersey as well all right, let's pray. Father, we just uh, thank you again for uh, your love to us, your mercy to us, your grace that you show to us through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We 
thank you for the, the privilege and the opportunity we have just to um, come into your presence through his work, Father. We uh, recognize that uh, if it wasn't for Calvary, uh, we would have no right coming before you and asking you or making petitions uh, to you, Father. But we thank you that uh, as we even were reminded this morning that we can cry out, Abba, Father, that we can cry out, Daddy, and we thank you for that. We think of uh, just the work that you are doing in Jamaica. We pray that you would continue to uh, use all those who are involved, that you would just guide and that, that you would just lead and encourage those who are involved in the work at Midland Bible Institute and in the different local assemblies there in the country, Father. We um, just pray that as we hear reports, as we see the work that you're doing across the world, that it would cause and stir us up to be involved in uh, the local work to which you have called us to, Father, whether it's here in South Florida, uh, whether it's in uh, Spanish Wells or uh, across the world, Father. We uh, pray that uh, we would just continually to seek your guidance and your wisdom uh, on how you desire to use us. Help us to know our spiritual gifts and help us to be involved in uh, the local church for your glory. Father, we pray that, uh, again, as we enter this week, uh, that you would not become distant, that we would uh, continually seek you every morning, every afternoon, every evening, and that we would seek to grow in our relationship with you uh, each moment, Father. So we just pray uh, that we would Yield to the Spirit and not give in to the flesh. We ask it all now in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.